Life is filled with trials. Maybe you're coming out of one and maybe you're going into one. James starts like this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. See, what James is saying is, listen, you should have joy in the middle of whatever trial you're going through because when you're going through the trial, when your faith, he says, when your faith is tested, you are developing the ability not to quit. So you, you know what I've realized? It's so much easier to quit. It's so much easier to give up when the marriage gets hard, right? We want to quit when the pressure seems like it's crushing us. We want to just get out from under it. And God's saying, but do you not understand that when you're under the pressure, when you're under the weight and the trial seems like it's crushing you, that's when you grow and develop. That's when you become more mature and complete. Learn from pain before you leave it. Don't try to hit the fast forward button through the painful moments of life, sit in them and ask God, what are you teaching me? What do you want me to learn in this? What are you trying to show me? And it's not just grief, like problems, pain can come in work, it can come in marriage, it can come through children, school, through sickness, mental health. Slow down in those things. Ask, what are you teaching me? When hard times come, be a student and not a victim. A victim says, why did this happen to me? A student says, what can I learn from this? A victim believes his hard time has come because God wants to punish him. A student understands God allows hard times in every life in order to get us and help us to grow. We believe so much in the sovereignty of God that when hard times come, we know God is at work for our good and His glory. Thomas Constable has a very helpful word at this point. He says, when trouble comes, Christians often react by doubting they are where God wants them to be. They often think that they've done something wrong and that God must be displeased with them. What if God wants me in the desert? What if I'm supposed to be here? What if this is the only way God can teach me? God knows that the only way we grow is through difficulty and through challenges. Just because I'm in the desert does not mean God has deserted me. And I know for us, as we walk through pain, as we walk through hardship, our natural questions are to say, well, where is God and why is this happening? And, and those are fine questions. Those are okay to ask. But I would ask another question though too, and it's this. What is my hardship doing to me? What kind of person am I becoming through this difficulty? Because I would imagine at some point, like the vision of you, like 10 years from now, the vision of you that you just love to think about and celebrate and dream about, that vision of you is only accomplished as you deal with afflictions, as you deal with hardships. The path to that new you is going to be the path of pain. That's what it is. And our hope though, 
What makes it possible for us to hope is that God's got a purpose in that. He's got a real purpose in that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life is hard, but Paul says this, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Okay, there's a purpose for pain. And we know that God is working in us no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, no matter how hard it is, we know that God is working hard for us. You are not God. You are not God. He's God. And there's good days and there's bad days, but they're all God's days. And you can't see the future. Not one of you can. No one here knows what tomorrow will bring. Everybody wants to tell God how to do his job. God, you really missed it here, right? Worry is being afraid he's going to get it wrong and bitterness is believing he did. So why don't you let him be God of your life? And why don't you submit fully to his counsel? In bad situations, surrender to his sovereignty. I'm not God. And so when when days are really good, I'm going to celebrate. Lord, thank you for the goodness you've allowed me to experience under the sun. And when days are really, really good, really, really bad, I'm going to trust. I say, Lord, I know you're good. This doesn't feel good. I'm going to trust you're not done. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to feel all the things. I'm going to experience all the emotion. But at the end of the day, God, I trust you. And it's hard for people to believe, to put their trust into something they can't fully understand, especially when you face challenges. When you face things that you don't understand, when you or someone else can't explain why something is happening to you in your life. I love Proverbs chapter three, verse five. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Trust him. Trust the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, But in all of your ways, acknowledge him, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. This verse insinuates that there will be things that happen in life and ways that God works in our lives that we don't understand. And we can't explain it. We can't reason it out. But it's in those times we have to trust his character. It's in those times where Jesus becomes very personal. And though how he's working may may be unexplainable, who he is is still undeniable. I heard someone say when I was going through a hard time and I was trying to make sense of it all, they said, Nick, when you don't see or understand what his hands are doing, trust his heart and trust his character. 
And I want to encourage those of you tonight that feel like everything in your life is shaking, that your only real answer is to trust God and to keep on trusting God and to keep on trusting God. And yes, it's difficult when you don't understand what's going on, and it's especially difficult when what's going on in your life just does not seem fair. But I want to tell you something. No matter what condition your life is in right now, no matter how many pieces it's in, with God's help, you can rebuild. Through the strength of God, you can rise up and rebuild. You can run and not be weary. You can walk and you shall not faint. But let me tell you something. You're gonna make it. Not because of who you are or because of what you did, but because of who Jesus is and what he did. And he has given you the Holy Spirit as a promise. It's a promissory note of what is to come. Of what is to come. And I know some of you are going through some real darkness right now, but I want you to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and his name is Jesus and he is coming for us. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You see, fear must be fed in order for it to gain power. And the way that fear is fed best is it loves a buffet of what if and worry. I mean, it just loves it. It eats on it constantly. What if they don't like me? What if I end up alone? What if my child never comes back to faith? What if I relapse again? What if this is as good as it gets? What if I lose my house? What if the cancer comes back? What if I lose my job? What if after all this studying, I still fail? And so now you're in the wilderness, the wilderness of what if. I now find that what if is a weapon that the devil uses to keep me from doing things that I know good and well in my spirit. God has called me to do. You, you know, it's amazing to me how people can so clearly hear the devil but can't hear God's voice. I mean, isn't that true? I mean, don't you? It, it just seems like no one ever struggles to hear the voice of the enemy in their life. But you, constantly I meet people who struggle to hear the voice of God in their life. I mean, I mean it really is astounding. It's amazing to me that a God who, who has been so faithful can be so doubted, and yet an enemy who is completely unfaithful can be so trusted. Now here's what we have to remember about this, it's very important, is that the Bible is very clear that Satan is a liar. And there's nothing that, he, he can't even tell the truth. He, he doesn't know how to speak it. It's a language that's foreign to him. And then equally, God can never lie and he is truth. And any time that God creates something, Satan creates a counterfeit to it. Anytime that God creates something, Satan's going to say, well, I'm going to create a counterfeit to that. And so when God created faith, Satan created fear. Faith attracts God. Fear attracts the enemy in your life. 
Faith gives God access to work in your circumstances. Fear gives the enemy access to work in your circumstances. See, the enemy's central objective is to get you to doubt God's promises. Every fear that's ever brought into your life is an attempt to nullify a promise that God made you in his word. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Fear wants you to forget that God's powerful. To the fact that, let's just have a little exercise. Think of your worst fear. Because your worst fear is not more powerful than God's ability to bring his best into your life. If the God who hung the universe, the stars, the moon, the sun, if the God who has no equal, if the God who, who Scripture tells us uses the earth as a footstool, if he loves you, what in the world are you worried about? What are you fearful of? I mean, if, if that's the God who wants to be in relationship with you and give you attention, if that's the love that he is sharing, what in the world are you scared of? And, and, and here's, I, he's already taken care of the worst problem in your life, which was your eternal salvation. You, there's nothing you could do, nothing you could work, nothing you could earn, no person you could get to that would fix that problem. He's already fixed it. So if he can fix the biggest problem in your life, why can't we trust that his love will bring about this, every problem we've got on this side of eternity? He's going to protect you. He's going to provide for you. He's already done it. You're loved. But Paul says, be careful, because fear wants you to forget that God's powerful. Forget that you're loved. You see, when fear comes in your life, it, it may overwhelm you for a moment, but there is nothing stopping you from taking a breath and beginning to believe the promises of God instead of what fear says. See, if you focus on the enemy, the problems will always seem huge. The result is fear. When you focus on God, your faith grows as you realize that God is bigger than your problems. Romans 8.31 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? God is on your side. Come on, you're going to come out of this and we're going to make it. Focus on God, not the enemies. It is a choice. That's why we worship. It's not just a tradition. Worship is connecting with God and focusing on Him and forgetting about fears. But I have, in my years, I have just noticed that people are scared about possibilities they can't see in the dark. Things that might happen, they get scared of. Winston Churchill was asked how he made it through World War II with all of its fears. He said, I act like I'm unafraid. I choose not to fear. I will not dread this. I will walk as though I am not. I'm gonna trust God. When everything seems like it's about to fall, what do you have to hold on to? And in our world today, so many times, we don't know what's to come. But so many times, don't you and I face what might come tomorrow with fear? Some of you fear the future. You aren't sure what God's ultimate plan for your life is. You fear taking a step of obedience with God. What, what if this doesn't work? Some of you fear the unknown. No matter how big or strong you are, there is something you fear. And whether we want to admit it or not, we all face fear. But for some of you, it's bigger. You are consumed with fear. 
God, I, I don't know what's next. I don't know what to expect or what to do. I'm afraid. There's no clear path to the future. So many times you stop growing because of fear. Change frightens you. So rather than move forward and change, you stand still. Keep moving forward. Obey God's voice in spite of your fear. When you move forward in faith, instead of standing still in fear, God provides. What could you do? What would you do for God? If you realize that you would overcome all opposition with his help, he is your protector. And I love what Isaiah 43 says, but now this is what the Lord says, fear not for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. God didn't say, you'll never go through hard times. You're never going to suffer. You're never going to have a problem. No, what God said was, fear not. Even though you encounter hard times, I am going to be with you, and I am going to protect you. That financial challenge, I'm with you. That family situation, I'm with you. Rejection, failure, heartache, loss, the unknown, I'll be with you. I am your protector. God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? How do you overcome fear? By remembering that God is with you and God will protect you. You are not in this alone. You do not have to do this in your own strength. Even if you feel all alone, you're not. I will be with you. Jesus is saying, I'm here. I'm right here. What would happen in your life instead of looking at fear you just called to Jesus? Don't be afraid or discouraged. Listen to me, for the Lord my God is with you. And he will not fail you or what? Forsake you. And isn't that incredible? Let me ask you this question. What could go right? What could go right? The fear of something bad happening in your life may very well keep God out of bringing something good in your life. Psalms 91 2. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge. He is my place of safety. He is my God. And I will trust in him. What's the opposite of fear? It's trust. I'm going to trust you. It doesn't mean the fear goes away. It means I take the courageous step of trusting God for who he says he is. Even if the worst thing happened, God would be with me in that too. I'm going to do everything I can to stop it. I'm going to do everything I can to change it. But see, even 
if it happens, I am is still with me. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What do you need to entrust to your Heavenly Father? What do you need to trust to your Heavenly Father? The thing is, is so many times the hearts of God's people are divided. We have our trust in many other things other than having it firmly anchored in the Lord alone. And I want to suggest that you always put your trust in him. Father, I entrust. I'm going to trust you with my life. I'm going through this dark period right now. I don't know which way I'm going. I don't know which way is up. I don't know where I'm going to be in the next five days, much less five months. But I'm going to entrust my spirit into your care. Some of us here today, we are facing circumstances and troubles that are so big We need to go to God and say, God, I can't do this. This is beyond measure. This is above my strength. My trust is not in myself. It's in you alone. When it gets to be too much, I trust God. And beloved, those three words will pull you through some mighty bad storms in life. They'll allow you to look at diagnosis and forecasts and trouble and know that God is still worthy to be trusted. I trust God. You may not know exactly what to do right now. You may not understand what course of action would be best for you to take. But friend, don't despair. God is going to help you. You see, the fight's not over if you've been knocked down. It's only over if you quit. And you don't have to quit. Maybe the devil has knocked you down. Maybe you've taken a knockdown concerning your finances lately. You're laying on the mat, gasping, and you don't know what you're going to do. You're a bit perplexed. Maybe it's with your kids. Maybe with your marriage. Maybe with your health. Maybe some other arena of life. Maybe you received some news recently that just sort of knocked the wind out of you. You didn't see it coming. And you feel like you've been knocked down. Well, you know, Paul said that he faced trouble on every side. There were times when he didn't know what to do. And he said there were times that we have been struck down. We have been knocked to the ground. He said, but we're not destroyed. God's not through with you, my friend. The last chapter of your story has not been written. Don't quit on God. Don't quit on His goodness. Corey Ten Boom said, we need to believe that God is good even though life sometimes throws you reasons to think that He's not. 
And that was from a woman that spent many years in a German prison camp. Friend, he is a good God. There's going to come a time when all your theology will go upside down. There's going to come a time when you won't understand where God is. You're going to be in such darkness you won't see your hand in front of your face. Do you know what you do then? Isaiah said, just stay upon your God. Trust Him. Trust Him. When should you trust God? Two times you should trust God. You should trust God in the good days. And you should trust God in the bad days. God is worthy of your trust in every situation. We need God in all of our ways. You say, what about this in my life? Can I take that to God? What about this small, petty thing in my life? What about this thing in my life that I'm so ashamed of that I've never told anyone about it? Can I take that to God? The answer is yes, 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 yes. Everything, all your ways, take it to God. In the lightest, easiest things, take them to God. In the heaviest, darkest things, take them to God. You say, God, I'm going to take my life. I'm going to take the good, the bad, and the in-between, the ugly, the beautiful, every part, and I'm going to put my life, which is valuable, there for your safekeeping. The point is this. Whatever I give to God... I can trust him to take care of. I don't know what you're going through today. You may be having a financial crisis, a physical crisis, and no matter what you are facing right now, you need to say, I have a father in heaven who loves me. Trust has a lot to do with timing, and the timing is God's part. It's because God's ways are not our ways. God's timing for righting wrongs, answering prayers, judging the wicked, fulfilling prophecy, very rarely coincides with our timing. Have you ever noticed that? Ecclesiastes 3 and 11 says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. There's a time and a purpose for everything under heaven, my friend. Are you willing to trust the timing to him? And God is taking care of the things that you can't see. So when you're in your dark days, you can't see the solution. When you're in the dark, you can't see the antidote. You can't see the solution, the problem that's solved. And while you're waiting, God is working. And what you need to do is trust. While you're waiting for that job, while you're waiting for that answer to prayer, while you're waiting for that change, while you're waiting, God is working. And that's why you need to trust. That's what it means to trust God. God, I'm going to trust you to do what, what I can't do. I'm going to trust you. Lord, right now with this thing I'm going through, I make a decision and declaration to say, I trust you. 
I trust you with my health. I trust you with my money. I trust you with my marriage. I trust you with my children. I trust you with my job. God's a matter of fact, I just trust you with everything. Lord, allow that to give me strength to face tomorrow. Strength to live through this next season, no matter what the procedures may be. And declare every morning I wake up, I trust God.